Headline inflation in the U.S. eases, but core inflation remains strong, unfortunately, and inflation expectations jump on higher energy prices lately, boosting the Fed rate hike expectations for the May meeting. U.S. equities are, however, in quite a good shape, really, as the first bank earnings from the U.S., top expectations. So welcome to the new week of trading, which will actually be packed with earnings from our favorite U.S. companies. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So first things first, hi everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. So last week, as I was sipping some tasty Bordeaux wine by the coast of the Atlantic Ocean in France, in the middle of a general strike, but still tasty, some important economic data from the US especially was coming in to change the way that investors out there thought about the future of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy and obviously the way it would impact the financial markets and the asset prices out there. So the most important data point of last week, of course, was that slightly more than expected easing in the US inflation figures, which actually came at 5% for the headline CPI versus 5.2% expected by analysts, but which also came in above the core CPI measure for the first time in two years. And that core CPI measure was unfortunately slightly higher compared to a month earlier, but that was expected. So no big shock here. And the fact that actually much of the easing that we saw in the US headline CPI figure and even the PPI numbers, which were also uh, released last week, remember, well, we're due to the easing in the pressure of energy prices since the war started. But obviously, the easing energy prices didn't really comfort investors' nerves because crude oil, for example, jumped up to 30% in a month mostly boosted by that OPEC plus decision to cut the production by more than a million barrels per day to rock uh, the energy markets recently. And on top of all that, well, the U.S. energy secretary saying that the U.S. could actually begin buying oil to refill its strategic reserves. And the EIA is warning that the global oil demand will actually rise by 2 million barrels per day this year to almost 102 million barrels per day, actually helped keeping the price of American crude at around its 200-day moving average last week. That's just below the $83 per barrel level. And I was discussing in the earlier episodes before I went on vacation that we could actually see a solid resistance around that 200-day moving average level. And I still believe so, given that the higher the energy prices, the higher the inflation expectations around the world, and the higher the probability of further interest rate hikes from the major central banks, which could weigh on economic activity globally, hence uh, diminish the energy demand. And in this sense, while the U.S. inflation expectations that were released last Friday literally shocked investors. Why? Because that one-year inflation expectation for the U.S. actually jumped from 36 to 4.6% due to the surprise surge in energy prices. And the expectation was a slight fall to 3.5%. So, despite the easing inflation pressures on the CPI and PPI figures really 
released last week. That positive pressure that's building on energy prices and that boosts inflation expectations right now don't really help keeping the Federal Reserve dose at bay these days, combined to the waning bank stress happily, while the US two-year yield, which is actually a good proxy of what investors actually think that the Federal Reserve will do in the next meetings, rose last week, although we are just a touch above the 4% mark actually, which is far, far below the 5% level that we saw before the Silicon Valley bank collapse. But the pressure is on the top side. And while the expectation of a 25 basis point hike at the next FOMC meeting in May is now given a good 83.5% chance. So in the FX markets, the US dollar index actually tested the lowest year-to-date levels last week and seems to have formed a triple bottom near the 175-180 range. And it's while major peers obviously continue benefiting from a softer US dollar worldwide to consolidate gains at good levels. The euro dollar, for example, tested waters above the 110 psychological mark last week. And even though the pair is now below the 110 mark this Monday morning, while the recovery in the euro face with the US dollar could continue toward the 112.25 mark, which is the major 61.8% Fibonacci retracement on 2021 to 2022 sell-off as the ECB chief Kristen Lagarde reminded traders last week that the ECB is ready to act in light of elevated inflation. Well, the Federal Reserve, too, is ready to act in the face of elevated inflation. But next month's 25 basis point hike from the FOMC is actually seen as the last hike in the tightening cycle for the US. Elsewhere, cable remains offered about the 125 mark, while the USD JPY is stuck between the 130-135 range as expectation of a policy overhaul in Japan is well there, is well present, but the new governor Ueda seems like he's actually pushing it back for some reason that no one really understands. In precious metals, while well, gold trades just a few dollars below its all-time high levels thanks to a broadly softer US dollar, resistance is seen into the $20.50 level, but a further dollar weakness, which is actually expected, could actually push the price of an ounce to a fresh all-time high in the coming weeks. In equities, well, French luxury stocks are doing quite well right now. I mean, really, look at it. LVMH stock looks almost as appetizing as gold this year, and that's thanks to the reviving Chinese demand for its luxury products. Hermes doesn't look any less appetizing for the same exact reasons. Its revenue rose 23% last quarter. That was above consensus, and that's thanks to the Chinese demand as well. And even though the rise in the stock 600 looks well, much less impressive than in AMS or in LVMH, while the European stock index is actually testing the year-to-date high levels, defying the persistent inflation talk in Europe and the hawkish European Central Bank comments. And across the Atlantic Ocean, while the S&P 500 is doing well, actually, as well, the index rose to 41.63 level on Friday as the first bank earnings from the big U.S. banks went well, I mean, very, very well, actually, because JP Morgan, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo, they all reported earnings, and they reported that they all took advantage of the rising interest rates in the U.S. for two reasons. One, the higher rates actually allowed these big banks to make more money out of their lendings, which actually resulted in significant gains in their net interest income. And then two, well, the deposit outflows from the small U.S. banks following the Silicon Valley 
Israeli banks collapse and the stress that came along with it were directed toward the big banks. And JP Morgan's deposits, for example, rose something like 2% last quarter. So the JPM stock rallied more than 7.5% on Friday after releasing its latest quarterly results. Citigroup rose by almost 5%. And Bank of America, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley are actually the big banks that are due to report their latest quarterly results throughout this week. And investors, so bank investors, will be watching how their deposits were impacted by the latest bank stress following the Silicon Valley Bank's collapse and how much they actually benefited from the rising interest rates in the U.S. Although it's important to keep in mind that as their peers that reported results last Friday, they could also warn of deteriorating economic conditions in the U.S. and globally and higher provisions for potential loan losses. Well, and also, the earnings expectations for this quarter are not brilliant. That's important to note because the S&P 500 earnings are actually expected to fall around 6% in the first quarter of this year compared to the first quarter of 2022. And that's obviously bad news for stock traders, although that doesn't seem to be priced in by the S&P 500, which is up by around 8% since the start of this year. But the good news in all this is the expectations. So these company expectations, the results expectations are driven by conversation with corporate executives, which actually love sounding pessimistic about their business so that when the results come in, better than expected because they have been just too pessimistic, the market reaction could actually be positive despite soft results because all the earnings and all the profits need to be is better than expected. You guessed it. So besides the big bang earnings this week, well, Netflix, Tesla, TSM, Johnson & Johnson, and Procter & Gamble will be among the big, big companies that will be walking into the earnings confessional. So we will be looking into these earnings in detail and we'll be talking about them in detail. But this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkoya and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading. Music